Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello and welcome everyone to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is for awakening souls, developing intuition, and fulfilling purpose. Believe it or not, this is our 34th show since we started broadcasting almost eight months ago. Are you ready for our show today? I am. (laughs) Okay, then. All aboard the astral plane. Sounds like something from the 1950s. (laughs) (laughs) will help you wake up to a third more of your life. Many of you listening to our show probably have at least heard about the astral plane. But for those of you who are new to this, let's start with the definition of what astral is. According to the dictionary, the word comes from Latin astrum, which means star. The first definition is of relating to emanating from or resembling the stars. Another definition is of or relating to a supposed non-physical realm of existence to which various psychic and paranormal phenomenon are ascribed and in which the physical human body is said to have a counterpart. The latter definition is closer to what we're referring to when we talk about the astral plane, minus the supposed part. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I supposedly am here. (laughs) Yes. It's a non-physical realm of existence to which various psychic and paranormal phenomenon are ascribed. Of course, with the advent of Einstein's theory of relativity and physicists exploring the realm of subatomic particles, and string theories, it has become common knowledge that everything is indeed energy and that energy can manifest and appear to be certain forms and, best of all, densities. There are energies in very dense forms and energies in very subtle forms. In fact, now scientists are saying that more than 99% of the human body is nothing but Drum roll, please. Da, 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 da. Space. <laughs> space, the final frontier. Oh, space. The human body is 99% space. Dictionaries will take a while to redefine what the difference between physical and non-physical is. At this time, what we call physical is what we experience as denser forms of energy and what we call non-physical is what we experience as much more subtle forms of energy what we cannot perceive directly through our bodily sense organs. Some we can, actually, such as our sense of touch. In the second dictionary definition of the adjective astral, it says that the human body is said to have a counterpart in this non-physical astral realm. That is what we might call the astral body, as differentiated from the physical body. Whoever coined the term astral body, probably was a clairvoyant seeing this physical body counterpart in the astral dimension. 
because if we look at the astral body this way, clairvoyantly, it looks in a way like it was made of tiny stars. One of my most favorite singers and musicians of the 60s and 1970s during that era, of which Michael and I both lived through, Joni Mitchell, wrote as her starting line for the chorus for her song Woodstock the following. We are stardust. We are golden. We are billion-year-old carbon. Consciously or unconsciously, and I believe consciously, she captured our existence here in this world, having both an astral body and a physical body, as well as that we are golden in spirit and have been around longer than dirt or carbon. Some metaphysicians tend to use the term astral plane or realm to mean one specific dimension of our existence. We usually use it much more loosely to refer to the whole spectrum of dimensions that can be regarded as not the physical world as most people experience it through their bodily senses. So all that we can experience is as out-of-body experiences we generally refer to simply as the astral. Some mystics have called the astral planes the heavens. Some refer to them as spirit realms or world. So it really doesn't matter what you call it as long as you know what you're referring to. To keep it simple, there's the physical and there's the astral or spiritual or beyond the physical body experience. In the physical world or beyond the physical world, today we are calling it the astral. Because of the limitations of words in our language, we have to speak as if everything happens in a neat, linear fashion. So we say things like, when we fall asleep at night, we go to the astral plane. That's a lot simpler to say. It's a lot simpler to say that than to have to try to describe the actual experience, which might sound something like, when as souls we decide to leave the limitations of the worldly experience of our physical body sense perceptions, we have the experience of the physical body falling asleep and we find our consciousness being aware of a different, more subtle energy, existence, or realm. That's a lot more accurate than to say that we fall asleep and then go to the astral, But it's more to the point for those of us who already know what is going on, so we won't believe that we are actually going somewhere physically or location-wise, although sometimes it feels like it. We are merely, quote-unquote, going to a different level or dimension of consciousness and energy form. In actuality, we are in all these dimensions all of the time, but to bring our direct consciousness to any of it, we have to tune our attention to the particular dimension in the mind, opening our mind from a more limited perspective to a greater consciousness is what the process of our awakening is about. Becoming aware of any aspect of the astral is just a step or a series of steps in that process of awakening and living a more limitless life, or as we like to say, living the miracle. So every one of you listening to this show have been living in the astral plane all along as well. It's just that many of you may not have been aware of that aspect of your life experience too much up until this point. Like everything else in the psychic or soul level of experience, you only have to become aware of the astral plane of your life that you are 
already living mostly unconsciously. You don't have to learn how to quote-unquote go there as if you've never been there before. You're already in various levels of the astral, but may not be aware of it all. When you become aware of it strongly, you'll experience it as you are having an out-of-body experience. Then, when most of your awareness and attention become immersed in the physical experience of your physical body and the world, your consciousness reverts to your so-called normal state, and you become not aware of the astral and all the experiences beyond the body senses. Now, let's go to some personal experiences of the astral. Michael, how did you become aware of your astral life? Ah, <laughs> is that my secret astral life? <laughs> yeah, you'll have a whole different idea of what your nightlife is like every time you go to sleep. <laughs> well, there's a lot to be said about that. <laughs> well, my earliest recollections of astral experiences are from my grade school days. I must have been six years old and older, and I had a lot of varieties of astral experiences. Those that I had while my body was fast asleep, I became aware of almost always as finding myself floating or hovering over a scene of an accident, usually a car accident. At first, when it start, I start to become aware, you know, I fall asleep and, oh, I'm just floating over this scene. And at first, I wasn't sure what I was doing. It's like, suddenly, oh, what's going on here? I didn't know exactly where I was geographically, except that I knew I was somewhere in Japan, because I was living in Tokyo when I was growing up. So I knew what it was like to be in many different parts of Japan. But instead of being on the ground, I'm floating above everything. And when you're on the astral like that, you never think that that's strange because it's not. Uh, it's strange compared to if you're here and thinking about it, you might go, gee, that's strange. I'm floating. But no, as soon as I go, okay, I'm floating. Great. I'm floating. <laughs> Nothing funny about that. That was quite a common experience as I fell asleep at night. Not every single night, but fairly often. Different accident each time, of course, in a different location. But all of them were in Japan somewhere. It looked like someplace in Japan. And the cars were Japanese. <laughs> and the people were Japanese. Okay. And sometimes it was a multiple car accident. And other times, a single car accident. Over time, I became aware that I wasn't just a bystander in these experiences. I was actively helping those who were involved in the accident. Sometimes I was attending to either the person who just died from the crash on the side I was in, on the astral side, or the person who was injured, still in the physical realm, in the physical body, still alive, but injured in the crash. So I was attending to one or the other, or sometimes both, back and forth. And at other times, you know, I was attending to people around them, family, friends, people who were in shock, 
you know, uh, emotionally disturbed, even though they weren't physically injured. At the time, I didn't have the word healing in my vocabulary. But in retrospect, what I was doing was giving these people healing. As I had more of these experiences, you know, I, I got more into the, the healing of those who were emotionally affected by the accident, other people besides the physical victims or those who were, uh, you know, passed on to the other side. I continued to work with them. So my healing expanded from energetically tending to the physical injuries to tending to the more emotional and mental psychic traumas. And I recall thinking more in childlike ways. I was six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old. But I also had the knowledge and the certainty of what to do that was much more like an adult professional. I just knew what to do. Okay. And of course, you know, as a child, I didn't have any of that training. I think I was in later junior high school or early high school when my night rounds became more global and were involved in large-scale disasters rather than car accidents. I remember tending to a larger number of people involved in tsunamis, earthquakes, and typhoons. And we had all of them in Japan. And in some in more man-made disasters, such as fires and explosions and collapsing buildings. These are often in other parts of the world as well, rather than just in Japan. I came over to the U.S. by myself when I was 16, and I don't recall having a lot of conscious out-of-body experiences on the astral for a couple of years. When I was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, as an art student, I started having different kinds of more conscious, out-of-body, and astral experiences again. They weren't of healing victims of accidents or disasters anymore. They were more of some kind of mm, more personal learning experiences or receiving guidance from my spirit guides as well as exploring the psychic arena. When I started studying and training with my teacher when I was 20 years old, most of my conscious astral experience became that of studying with him in an astral realm class or going on rounds with him to check up on the people he was working with in the physical world. Much of what I learned from my teacher, I learned on the astral first. And then I would start to just know things I didn't know before in my daytime consciousness. It wasn't like all the time consciously being aware. Oh, yesterday, last night, I was with Lewis and I he said this and this. Sometimes that happened. But other times, in the middle of the day, I all of a sudden know something or do something. And I go, whoa, how did I know that? And then I realized, oh, this is what I learned last night when I was sleeping. When I started to officially teach and heal when I was 21 years old, I also started to teach and heal nightly on the astral plane as well. I've been doing that ever since. Yes, indeed you have. Well, believe it or not, we're coming up on our first break. And we wanted to remind you that Michael and I will be in Burlington, Vermont this weekend. We will be participating 
in a special also in a special one evening screening of the PGS Intuition as your personal guidance system movie our good friend and renowned filmmaker Bill Bennett created uh, that's helping to transform people's lives. These special one-event screenings in select theaters are the only way you can see this film at this time. You can come to watch this amazing movie, but you'll get a profound experience of community of souls gathering together. Michael is featured in this movie, and he'll be there to conduct a special Q&A immediately following this screening. Get your tickets now before they're gone for this experience. For tickets in detail, including a trailer, go to P. GSthemovie.com and look for the Thursday, September 20th screening in Burlington, Vermont. If you've already seen the movie, know that this one gets better with each viewing. When we return, we will continue with All Aboard on the Astral Plane. Wake up to a third of your life. See you in a couple of minutes. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show. Hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What makes someone successful in their field? On Transformational Energy Leadership, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey speaks to amazing guests who share their ideas, advice, tips, and tricks as to what defines success for them. The result is positive transformation for you. You'll learn that personal energy is the key to make it work, and you'll hear through actual examples how to bring that positive transformation to life. Listen live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's time for you to take a sweet and honest look at your life. Tune into Living Within the Sweet Spot with your host, Nikki Klegel. Each week, Nikki invites you to call into the program where she will connect with each listener to show the power of God's love in every unique instance. There are gracious gifts and elements of power within each one of us. You just need to discover them and find your life's purpose. Live healthier and happier. Listen every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back to all our friends and everyone We are so happy you have come to join us for Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. 
Today we are exploring how you can become more aware of what you do when you're out of your body and wake up to and make conscious use of about one-third more of your lifetime. That's a lot. That's a lot. That is if you're actually getting eight hours of sleep, which a lot of people are not. And, you know, this time out on the astral planes that we do take allows our body to heal and allows us to have the other part of our life. And it is when we choose to become more aware of this that things get really exciting. And that's why if we don't get enough of our astral time, we wake up grumpy. <laughs> and not feeling so great because the body, you know, the body wants you out too. Yeah. <laughs> it, needs, it needs a break from yes, you. Yes, the body goes, hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm sick and tired of you <laughs> telling me what to do. <laughs> well, of course, um, in the first episode of our show, as well as several others, I mentioned my very first <clears throat> conscious and very exciting and interesting astral slash dream experience because it was a combination of both that sort of woke me up as a five-year-old child. So a lot of times, those who are on a very intense, uh, let's say, spiritual training when they're children will often get their training um, out of their bodies, especially if the parents they were born to are of a different religion or belief system than, than where their soul has already progressed to. So I already talked about that one. So I wanted to fast forward to when I was 12 years old and talk about another one. And this has to do with when I went with my uncle, aunt, and my two cousins. And we were uh, going up to, I lived in Michigan as a child, as part of my childhood. My dad was in the military, so we lived in a lot of places. But we went up to Glen Lake up in Michigan, which is uh, near the Sleeping Bear Sand Dunes there, beautiful place. And we went to go learn how to, um, or to have the experience of water skiing. I had never water skied before. And so I was very excited. And the first day we were out on the boat, I was very strong as a 12-year-old. I was already in my full height that I am now, which is almost 5'7". And I was ready to go. But I was shown how to do it. I got in, in on the skis, and this was two skis, not slalom skiing. And every time that boat pulled me up, it pulled me up, and I went right straight head down into the drink. And I just didn't, I couldn't get up and stay up, so to speak. And this happened every time it was my turn to try. It happened every time. And that evening, when we were going to bed, I was thinking about this, going, I really, really, it looks like so much fun. I really want to do this thing. And for some reason, I came up with this idea. And maybe this came from a a thought from one of my guides or something, but I heard it. And I said, you know, I think I can learn how to do this when I go to sleep. And when I wake up, I'm going to know how to do it. And I went to sleep. I woke up the next morning and I even though I didn't know the mechanics of how to do it, I woke up knowing that I knew how to do it. Mm-hmm. And so we were going skiing again the next day. And when it came to be my turn, I got in the water as I did the same exact way the day before, a half a dozen times and failed. And I realized, oh, I knew what it was. And when the boat started to go, I was holding on to the little triangle thing you have to hold on to to be able to be pulled up. And I realized I had to um, tense my arm muscles so that 
I wouldn't be just yanked forward and put into the water with my head first. And it worked the first time. And I never fell water skiing ever again getting up. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Yeah, and it's so simple. Uh, I have lots of experiences like that, too. One time I remember for about 10, 11 years, I put down my playing guitar. I was so involved in my teaching, early part of my teaching uh, time, that I just didn't have the time for playing my guitar Uh, writing songs and all of that stuff that I used to do before that. And so I was, I was definitely uh, maybe like a, not a beginner, but an intermediate, you know, uh, good enough player that I can just play some stuff and, and do all that. But I put it down for 10, 11 years. And when I wanted to pick it up again, very rusty, very rusty. So uh, after I was a little disappointed with, yeah, gee, I have to relearn a lot of stuff. I went to sleep deciding, just like Raphael with her water skiing, oh, wait a minute, I'll just practice it on the astral and then see how I do tomorrow when I wake up. So I do that. I wake up in the morning the next day, pick up the guitar. I played probably as well as if I had played, continued to play my normal way, which is not professional or anything, uh, but just you know, occasionally and practicing here and there for at least seven years, you know, maybe 10. Uh, So I made up lost time (laughs) in one night. And I thought, whoa, I'm playing way better than I've ever played. So it was more than just a review course. It was learning more. And that's a lot of what people who are on a more spiritual path will do. But also those of you who are maybe just playing with the idea of awakening and having your spiritual path. What a lot of you do when you go out on the astral is you go to the places where you're learning more about what you want what you want to do and create in your more physical life, such as your jobs and uh, creative projects or or even your artwork if you're an artist or songs. Relationships. Yes. Yeah. I one time I woke up in the morning after having a great astral night and when I came into my body, I had, at the time I was in a country western band, I had an entire hilarious song that I could see even with my eyes open. Uh, we call it on the reading screen. And for about three or four days, I took that song and, and tweaked with it without ever writing it down. And then I finally did write it down. And it was a silly song, which I never did anything with, but um, some very amazing music and artwork and so forth comes down from those higher heavenly planes, as we call them. Yeah. And, you know, if you've ever heard interviews of famous uh, 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 writers and especially musicians, songwriters, you hear them say, I don't know, I just, all of a sudden, there's this uh, song. (laughs) And I wrote it in five minutes and things like that. So that's when they're saying things like that, they're not fully conscious where they got it from, but it just downloads. They already uh, got it on the astral as spirit, where there's no time or space. So in one night's sleeping, hey, you could do many, many years, like with my guitar practice, you could do years of guitar practice with Raphael, probably, you know, at least weeks of 
uh, getting on the skis practice in one night. And so the next morning, she was able to just do it. And she even knew, oh, yeah, consciously, oh, this is what I need to do to make this work. Whereas in my case, I just played. And whoa, surprise, <laughs> it's much better. So like Raphael was saying, there's your imagination is the only limit. What would you like to experience? What would you like to learn? Uh, some people could, you know, if they're wanting to learn a foreign language and they're struggling, just decide before you go to sleep at night, oh, okay, I'm going to practice this. I'm going to learn this language more when I go to sleep at night while I'm out. Bring it back the next morning. And some things will happen, like with Raphael's one thing, to be able to get up on the skis will happen overnight. Uh, or like my guitar playing. But of course, just because I learned it overnight and advanced myself on my proficiency, I was still nowhere near like a professional or anything like that or advanced guitarist. If I wanted to get there, I'd probably do this every night for a while. And also practice yeah, on the, the guitar daytime. <laughs> in the daytime. Yeah, so yeah. you have to bring it into the body, too. Exactly. You can't just sit on your laurels from the astral. You have to actually put it to use and That's work exactly on it. exactly right. You know, the other thing is, Michael and I both taught at Psychic Institutes for many years. And um, we had a period of time where we were getting ready to move from Northern California to Southern California. And uh, we were going to found and start an institute down there. And we did that. But in the meantime, when we made that decision, and because I had been practicing uh, bringing in my astral information as much as I could, and we can talk a little bit about that um, later on in the show here, but um, I started to see and meet all my 2B students that would be walking into the institute that we were we hadn't even gotten a building for yet. I night after night I was starting to meet all of them and, and work with them and I, I also taught them classes. And even when I was taking my own training as a clairvoyant for a whole year, I was in my dream state already teaching it. So the the time space thing is a little different in the in the spirit planes. And sure enough when we went down to Anaheim, which is where we opened our institute um, and ran it for about four years. Uh, after, what was it, about a month or two when people started wandering in and, you know, answering our ads and so on and starting to explore what we were wanting to teach, there were my students, one after another after another. And I always recognized when one wasn't. And oddly enough, the ones that weren't our students usually ended up coming for a day or whatever and, and never came back. So we definitely, when we have students, when we work in classes, uh, we've already worked with you. Uh, and we're not the only ones, of course, that you work with in your own spiritual plane work. But we definitely, if you took our classes or even one six-week class or even a couple tele-seminars, you've touched in with us in this higher spiritual plane. Yes, and like I was saying in the earlier segment, uh, I started teaching, just like Raphael says, uh, of her experience when I was about 20, 21. And since then, every single night, every single night, uh, 
were uh, up there <laughs> on the astral. That's what I do as my primary work uh, when I go to sleep. So <laughs> we're on 24-7, <laughs> not the body, but, but as spirit, you don't have to go to sleep. And so uh, every night I teach everyone in all my students and in the physical realm at any given point, you know, I might, there might be uh, 40 to 100 people that come to a class and, and uh, in the physical, but in the spirit realm, there's always at least several hundred up to upwards of about 3,000 souls that come to the classes that I teach. And it's not like your ac- academic classes uh, where you sit in a chair and uncomfortable <laughs> and everything like that. It's you're there as souls. There, you're, you're, you're there sometimes in the lower levels in your astral body. So you look pretty much like you look in the physical, except brighter and shinier and, and more amazing. But uh, sometimes a lot of the classes I teach are on a higher level of the astral where you don't take your body with you. It's, it's just as beingness. So you're light. You're, you're just light and, and consciousness. And you still can recognize each other uh, as who you are because you know each other as souls. And the teaching is more not like words and in a linear sequence, it's all done at once. So you have your own experience of it if you remember it, uh, if you remember it um, while you're there and you bring it back to the physical consciousness. A lot of times you won't uh, bring back to the physical consciousness because you're used to thinking in terms of words and concepts and images of physical objects. Language is like that. It's all based on the body, the physical world. So in spirit, you just bring back the knowingness, the knowingness of everything. But we're going to come up to the next break, so we'll continue. Yes, so before we come on the break, uh, we welcome you to join us in beautiful Burlington, Vermont, this coming weekend, September 22 and 23. Michael will give two all-day seminars. Saturday, Joy is Within You. Free Your Imagination and Live a Spirit-Inspired Life. And Sunday, You Are Psychic and Joyous Already. Know Your Purpose. Intuitively See Your Way Clairvoyantly. Don't let the passing conditions in the world let you down. Come learn to supercharge your imagination, inspiration, and intuition to truly live a joyous life. Check out our website, michaeltamora.com, for our events calendar for details. You can sign up through our website or just call our office. As a special bonus, you can see us at the special one evening only screening, as I talked about earlier, of the PGS Intuition is Your Personal Guidance System movie that's garnered rave reviews all over the U.S. and Australia. It's not just a great movie, it's transformational experience. Michael will be conducting Q&A immediately following the screening. For details and tickets, go to pgsthemovie.com and look for this September 20th screening in Burlington, Vermont. When we come back, we'll continue with All Aboard the Astral Plane, Wake Up to a Third of Your Life. See you shortly.
world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. If you're ready for big changes in less than one month's time, you're ready to tune in for Radical Change Now with Dr. Mary Oz. It's where healing meets the law of attraction in an engaging package. You'll hear from guests and callers as they share their stories, offer solutions to life's challenges, and much more. With Dr. Mary's approach, even a child could effectively learn and apply the concepts discussed on each week's show. Listen live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. We all have the inner ability to use the gifts within ourselves to serve ourselves, our families, loved ones, and our communities. Once you have discovered these gifts and talents, you can promote harmony, peace, and hope. To find out how to harness your own gifts and talents, tune in to Get Ready. Get ready for your breakthrough with host Felicia A. Hill, live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen and share with others. The White House Doctor Makes House Calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. It's good to have you back and welcome to those of you just joining us. We've been talking about being on the astral plane, especially while we're sleeping in the physical plane and becoming aware of what we do in that space. And, you know, one of the realizations I came to a long time ago was actually having a physical body and being in the physical space is a level of the astral plane. It's the dense physical plane, as it is referred to by many of the ancient schools of teaching. Well, I had an experience, Michael, and I want, I'd want i like you to answer a question I have about it because I think some people will have this question. I had this amazing dream many years ago when we moved into a house uh, down in Elk Grove, California, which is south of Sacramento, And the dream was about this tree we had that was about six years old. It was a maple tree. It was one of the few that survived that whole maple tree, um, or maybe it was an elm tree. It's an elm elm, elm, elm disease. Yeah, the elm disease. But it was very healthy. And in my dream, I'm looking at this elm tree, and there's a spout of water coming out of it. And all our neighbors are coming with cups and pans and things and taking and partaking of the water. Some people were putting their mouths and letting it go into their mouths. Some were just taking the water. 
And of course, that is a very symbolic dream. And I think it meant people enjoyed the energy that we were producing in that house, at least on a spiritual level, if not somewhat consciously. And of course, we did not find out until we were moving out how much our neighbors actually loved us there because they all came and told us and a couple of them cried in my arms as we were leaving, which surprised the heck out of me because no one ever said anything while they were in the bodies. But, you know, that was being expressed. Now, my question that I know a lot of people have is, what is the difference between a symbolic dream like that or actually being on the astral? Ah, yes. Well, that particular dream, uh, if you notice... It was very bright, right? Yes, yes it was very vivid, bright. alive. The tree was alive. Yeah. And that water of life was flowing out of that tree. So many of you might have had that experience where there's your regular dream that looks and feels pretty much like everyday life. And it's not necessarily dull, but it's it's not this incredible, alive uh, shimmering, you know, uh, breathing type of a dream. Well, Raphael's dream, this particular one, was also uh, an astral experience, but that was translated in her mind, her consciousness, as symbolic. But it's not symbolic only to her because some of it, uh, for example, this particular elm tree in front of our house, I worked on on a healing level for weeks because the elm disease was spreading. We had almost every house, this was kind of the suburbs, every house had a elm tree in front of on their lawn. And then um, it was spreading. The, the elm disease was going all over the block. And ours was one of the few trees that were still not affected by the elm disease. So I decided, you know, I had a very good relationship with this tree. And so I start to spend a little bit of time every day giving this tree communication and healing. And it got healthier and healthier, never contracted the elm disease. But the interesting thing was after about a week or two of doing this, the other trees in our block that was having elm disease or beginnings of it started to heal. And they start to become healthy. And by the time several weeks go by, None of the trees on our block had elm disease anymore. I wasn't deliberately trying to give all the trees healing. No, I was just working on the tree in front of our house. So that's one thing. And it's it's very interesting that the in Raphael's dream, the neighbors were coming to get this living water out of this elm tree, our elm tree. And so on a soul level, I think all the neighbors are, were aware that we had, we played a pretty major part in maintaining a certain quality of life and certain quality of energy in our neighborhood. And the interesting thing, you might find this very interesting as you're listening, because in the world, there tends to be so much strife between this religious, you know, people of this religion and people of that religion and so forth, people of this belief and political leaning and so forth and so on and others. Well, we had all kinds on our blog. We had, uh, and they weren't just 
uh, attendees of a particular religion. They were elders. Uh, we had elders of the Mormon Church. We had elders of the Jehovah's Witness. We had born-again uh, Christian family. And uh, we had a, a, a somebody who was uh, uh, of a more, I think, more Middle Eastern, maybe Muslim religion. Um, and all kinds. And we were we were metaphysical. <laughs> and they all knew that. And so... Yeah, right after we moved in, somebody did yeah, a the news, next newspaper morning. article about us. So they all so knew. The whole neighborhood knew who we were, what we did. And yet, we all got along. Everybody enjoyed communicating with everyone else. And several people told us when we were getting ready to leave, part of what they really enjoyed about us is around us, they felt they could really be themselves. They could believe what they wanted to believe. They could have their own faith. They could have their own political leanings. And finally, one person, uh, a chiropractor, uh, who was an elder of the Mormon church, said, yeah, with you, I can talk about anything. And the thing I realized over time was, oh, there's no judgment in anything I do or say when I'm with you guys. And he said, that's so rare. I don't experience that in my community or other communities. It's either somebody who's trying to, you know, uh, convert me to their religion. Or, or belief system. Or belief system. Or I'm being, you know, uh, scolded because I'm out of line or something because I said something or thought something in my religion. And we thought that was really strange on one hand because this is the way we are. And this is the way, really, underneath it all, everyone is this way, except you get afraid. So on the astral, it's you get to experience the oneness of spirit, especially when you go to the, to the more conscious aspects of the astral. And so the, back to the question of, okay, Raphael had a dream, but that's a dream with, with overlays right from the astral uh, work she was doing. So it's a different kind of a dream. And you'll also notice that whenever the dream is alive, it's just pulsing with life force. And it feels like you're in your regular physical life yeah. when you're going through it. That's when you're absolutely aware and awake on the astral. And that's that's when when you're in your mind, you're translating what's difficult to translate on the spirit pure spirit level, you know, there's no words for it. But when you start to put it into a dream form, uh, then it's symbolic and you can have tangible words that you can use to communicate to other people about it, share it with others. Yes, the um, Swiss uh, psychiatrist Carl Jung made uh, uh, his whole career about people exploring their dream symbology and um, he had a saying, uh, an unexplored dream is like leaving an unopened letter on your bureau. Yeah. And so that's why I became interested in all this, because from the time I was little, I had a lot of symbolic dreams. But I also had these very uh, physical feeling astral experiences as well, and some which were predictive which showed me what could be happening. Sometimes it came true and sometimes it did not. And in one instance, I was actually giving, given step 
five-step instructions. Um, I believe this was in 1993 or maybe late 1992 about what I had to do if this big earthquake hit. And And the person who was narrating this to me said, if. So it wasn't certain that that was going to happen. And I was shown what it was going to look like. I was shown where I needed to go when it started. I was shown what route to drive to my apartment and pick up things and what route to get out of town. Well, that earthquake never happened, but I sure um, had that very, very clear experience. And a lot of times when I do have that, I just pay attention and I don't get as afraid. I just go, okay, I'm ready. It's like having yes. your stuff prepared for an earthquake. For those of us in California, we always have stuff prepared in case there's an earthquake. Like or we, fire. <laughs> oh, yeah, or fire, which is the case of where we are right now because we're, we're near some fires. So, Michael, yeah, why don't you talk about some tools? Yes. So, the uh, to bring this information back and be conscious of it. That's an important thing. With this prophetic dream Raphael is talking about, sometimes the prophetic, most of the times, the prophetic dreams to teach you not to be afraid and to follow your intuition, then chances are what the the destructive component of the dream isn't going to happen. But if you ignore it and, you know, don't pay attention, then it gives it more of a chance to happen. So it's like that. Don't let a prophetic dream that doesn't come about invalidate you that, gee, that didn't happen. My prediction was wrong. That's cause for celebration. In in that case, I was glad it didn't. Yeah, it's a cause for celebration. Okay, so I'm going to run you through a quick way that you can start to develop this ability to bring back the information from the astral plane. Uh, And so sit in a comfortable chair with both feet flat on the floor. And many of you regular listeners have gone through the basics of grounding. So we'll go through that very quickly. And just close your eyes, give yourself a couple of deep breaths. And just imagine yourself being aware in the center of your head. This is bringing your awareness back to the center. Now, would you imagine you're sitting on a giant tree trunk that's anchored into the very center of the earth? So imagine the tree trunk anchored into the center of the earth, and the part you're sitting on is connected to this energy disk just above the tip of your tailbone inside your body. And imagine it's just grounding, conducting any superfluous energy, any foreign energy down the grounding tube into the center of the earth. Okay, now imagine being in the center of your head again and imagine the earth energy flowing up through your feet, through your feet chakras, the energy centers there, through your legs into the first chakra. And then imagine the cosmic energy coming down from the crown, the top of your head, through the back of your four channels down the back into the first, and then the mixture of about 85% cosmic, 15% earth energy, flowing up two channels all the way through the body, through the two channels, and out the crown like a beautiful golden fountain. And it also branches out across the shoulders, down the arms, and out the hand chakras in the palms of your hands. Okay. And so if you want to learn that, you can go to our website and get a free download of our spiritual toolkit from our free stuff section okay and then now this is what you do 
before you go to bed or, you know, right as you're getting ready to go to bed, spend at least a couple minutes, a few minutes, and then after you're grounded, run your energy just a little bit, put your attention, be in the center of your head, but put your attention on the third chakra by your solar plexus region. And just for a minute or two is all you need, and just decide. I like to recall, I like to become aware of and recall more of what I do when I'm on the astral, when I'm out of my body during sleep time. That's all. Just make that intention and address it to the solar plexus area, and that's where your memory banks are for the astral, for the out-of-body experience. Now, this probably wouldn't happen overnight, but sometimes it does. But I found that if a person, a student, is diligent and practices this every night for about for about uh, 30 days or more, then uh, you're good. You, you'll start to have more and more at least a sense of, oh, you know what? I was somewhere. I did something. And then from there, as you practice it more and more, you'll start to remember. And uh, a good idea, like people do with dreams, is have a notebook by your bedside. And if you wake up and you remember something, jot it down. That's after wait, waiting about five or ten seconds. To, to let just it let it kind of seep in. Because if you don't, uh, sometimes the dream just disappears, the dream information. One other thing I like to do is imagine a post-it note facing outward that says, bring back one or two dreams and remember them. Well, believe it or not, our show is almost over. So I would like to uh, let you know, for all of you who have been waiting for our in-person seminar weekends in the eastern part of the U.S., join us in beautiful Burlington, Vermont on September 22nd and 23rd, this coming weekend. Michael will give two all-day seminars Saturday, Joy is Within You, Free Your Imagination and Live a Spirit-Inspired Life, and Sunday, You Are Psychic and Joyous Already, Know Your Purpose Intuitively, See Your Way Clairvoyantly, Come and Learn about the three keys to living your life joyously, imagination, inspiration, and intuition. Check our website, michaeltamora.com, for our events calendar for details. You can sign up through our website or just call our office. Next Wednesday, we'll explore communicating with animals and your spiritual development. Make sure to tell your friends about our show and share it on social media, and I think we're going to have call-ins. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.